Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Game day. Yeah. Game so number two. We've got um, bag milk in today, just before nine to mm-hmm. set us up for the, the match. It's from Oilers Nation. I want to ask bag milk if he believes in the hockey gods. Okay. Because I, I think there might be some hockey god influence on um, this year's playoffs okay. for the Oilers. Anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. We're also giving away running section tickets. It's for tomorrow night's preseason matchup between the Elks and the Stamps. We'll do that just after 7 this morning. It's going to be a nice night at Commonwealth. Yeah, we have to, um, while we have an in-memoriam with Pastor Jimmy. Big show. We have to um, put to bed another word. Mm-hmm. All right, another phrase. Um, so we'll One get your details on that. Yeah, yeah. This one's actually your fault. Yeah, it is. Usually these are mine. <laughs> so Eddie Van Halen recently passed away a couple years ago now, isn't it? Uh, yes. 2020, I think he, he was only 65. Yeah, he had cancer. Dealing with cancer. Anyway, they're doing one of those um, one of those behind the scenes like shows on him. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. What's I saw it called? It. Autopsy? Yeah, they're doing, it's called Autopsy. Um, his son is quite upset about it. Yeah. Uh, so was there Autopsy, any... the last hours of Van Halen. Was there any conspiracy theories about his death or anything? I didn't really hear anything. Um, no. This would suggest there is no. Uh, so his son Wolf was saying they're, they're glamorizing his death from cancer and yeah. taking advantage of it. Yeah. That's awful. Anyway, um, if you're a big fan, you might watch it. Maybe not. And uh, I thought we would kick off the show with a bluesier Van Halen track. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Occasionally on this program, we will say something that upsets the people that manage the locker room. Yes. And what they do is they tell us that we are no longer allowed to use that word or expression. Certain words or phrases are no longer allowed on this show. So we do an in memoriam to those words. Mm -hmm. We, at one point, had to say goodbye to taint, Mm -hmm. gang bang, Mm -hmm. and rectal bleeding. I miss that one a lot. We'll... Have to add another one to the list. Time now for some words from the spiritual leader of the locker room. Please remove your hats. Here's Pastor Jimmy. Today on the locker room, we ask you to bow your heads. We need to have a moment of silence for an old friend of the locker room. A phrase that will be greatly missed by Grant and the Grant Report. 
With a finger and a boom boom, we say goodbye to saying finger blasting. This is no longer acceptable and probably was never acceptable to start with. But we still say goodbye. It's a sad day in the world today. Please join me for a moment of silence for something that will be greatly missed on the locker room and never said no more. Thank you, Pastor Jimmy. Thank you. It was well, well said. Goodbye, finger blasting. We'll miss you. The locker room topic of the day. So I, I was reading this story about um, Biden. Apparently, him and the and the and the lady Jill, yeah. Lady Biden. Is that what you call the first lady? First Biden. lady. First lady. They fight on text, like they'll get into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that seems. First of all, I can't picture Joe Biden texting. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's 150 years old. Probably has someone that does it for him. Oh, no, he's fighting with her. So he's doing it himself. He's doing it. Unless he's telling his assistant what to say. And uh, they call it uh, fexting. Yeah. So instead, texting, fexting. I don't know if he came up with it. If you look that up on Urban Dictionary, that's not what that means. Oh, he came up with a term that also has a secondary meaning? Yes. Okay. All right. It means like having sex while you're texting. Oh, really? <laughs> if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, yeah. Okay, I did not. I've never heard of it. I was going to ask you guys if you yeah. ever heard of texting. <clears throat> um, anyway, um, I thought we could do a topic about this. Do you fight on text? 780-989-0957. Because I bet you people... Well, they said when he was VP, vice president, they had to fight kind of in secret around the Secret Service. They didn't want the agents to hear what they were fighting about. So they started oh, so they started okay. texting each other. Yeah. So they could get yeah, and I think she's a little spicy. Yeah, she's well she's uh And he's I mean, he's a bit dopey. He's probably so he, pretty stubborn too. Yeah. He I, seems stubborn. Yeah, so uh, listen, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. So do you Fext. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Do you fight with your significant other on text? We can go around the horn. Yeah. I don't. No? No. We've never fought on text, my wife and I. Ever. She yells at you on text every once in a while. No. No. No? You, you kind of air, air out your grievances in never. face-to-face. No. No. Not it. Nope. Oh, I thought she would yell at you on text for stuff that you've said on the show. It's not a fight, though. No. 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 Yeah, you're no, not I, going I, back I said, and I, forth. No, angry. I didn't say fight. I said she, you know, yells at you. Oh, I, oh, I switch it. Well, she'll yeah. text in if she hears something. But it's usually not serious either. It's, no, yeah. it's usually, yeah. If she hears something dumb that I say, like she's she's texted me on occasion and go, I had to turn you off this morning. Yeah. That's not fighting. No. No, I'm talking about people will sit there. It's really awkward. Sometimes they'll do it like if they're fighting in a group of people around us. Like if, say, you're all out and then they kind of get in an argument and you can see them texting back and forth to each other in that same group. You've seen that? I've seen that happen before, yeah. (laughs) It's clearly obvious, too, like. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Because they're giving each other dirty, dirty. I can't see you fighting with Mac on text. No, no. If we have anything, it's. I mean, we're always 
together too. Yeah. So it's like it's it's in, in person, face to face, and people, I mean we don't really people fight. probably and, do. Like, and be honest, Jimmy doesn't have significant other, but Army Chris pointed out he's left our text group about that's thirty because times. I don't. That's because I don't want to fight with you a holes. <laughs> Because sometimes our text group turns into an extension of the locker room, just with a little bit more booze involved. Our text group is called Hotel California because you can check but, in, but you can never but we leave. Do, we we have Dave on there who has responded twice in like four years. We we do fight on the cruise text with people every once in a while. That's true. That's a good point. I'll get into it with. Uh, yeah. I I'm usually bad because if and I don't know why I do this because you're not changing hearts and minds no. on text, right? <laughs> like D- Donald or Crazy Corey or somebody will hear something that I say and they'll make a point of yeah calling you a liberal <laughs> or which is just drives me in. Or, I've never been liberal. Have you listened to I've, the show? I've had people call me communist on this thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Reform party, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, refor- anyway, do you fight on text? The locker room topic of the day. Do you fight on text? It's called fexting, apparently. So we had a text here. Um, no name on it, but they said, I used to text my wife sexy stuff. Okay. Um, so they would like sext a lot. Yeah. Until one of... His employees was charged with a very serious crime, and the undercover cops brought me into the suburban because of texts they had of me and this guy. So they just wanted to ask some questions about our text back and forth. They had a thick stack of papers of all the texts I had sent, plus all the sexts to my wife. So that ended my sex texting. So no, I don't fight on text. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) That's a little alarming. And that kind of goes with what Mike from Ontario said, who he said, um, I say so many stupid things. I don't need my wife to have a a hard copy to incriminate me with later. Man, we are. It's so easy to track people now. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, if we were just talking about the Tim Hortons app is tracking people. (laughs) So. Tim's spying on you. Think of like your texts, right? They're just phone to phone. They should be safe, but no, there's records of it all. Are you collecting Tim awards? No, (laughs) because I don't need you following me around the city. The locker room topic of the day. Do you fight on text? So Stephen had an interesting kind of little thing. Him and his wife Serena don't fight over text. But they will text each other after a fight. So if they get into an argument or a fight, mm-hmm. they'll sit down and text each other. He said, I find it's easier to explain things better, and you're forced to read it. Because in an argument, no one's really listening and thinking about what the other person is saying, right? If you're in an argument, you're not really focusing on what they're saying. That's actually really but smart. in a text, you have to read it and think about it. And he said, you're focused on making your point. Texting after and reading the text actually makes you think about the other person's point of view. That's smart. Yeah, we're, that's smart. we're all learning here today. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. You fight during t- on text. Cindy said, uh, no, I don't really fight over text message because autocorrect always changes it to duck. <laughs> yeah, I get ducking every once in a while from people. <laughs> Locker room topic of the day. Do you fight over text? It's apparently called fext, fexting, mm-hmm. but don't Google that. Allison 
said, is it considered fighting if the other person only responds K? (laughs) 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 I I feel like that Uh, would escalate things. If you got a text message from your wife that was like, hey, this is happening, and and you just responded with K. (laughs) I know what that is. I just want this to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, it's like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. So we need to pick a Minute at the Movies for this weekend. Uh, Jimmy wanted to tie into the fact that it's the start of the CFL season, well, at least the preseason. We've got the, uh, the first uh, matchup here for our Elks in Commonwealth tomorrow look into tickets 15 bucks for the entire building every seat in the building 15 bucks get a ticket we talked to Victor Kui yesterday yeah. president and uh, he was saying that they were close to 30,000 30,000 tickets sold for a preseason match it's pretty good unbelievable yeah. all right so get on that great cause it's a stand with Ukraine uh, charity drive for uh, the ticket sales so you haven't seen let me go through the list. Leatherheads. That's the George Clooney one, right? Yeah. Uh, the Longest Yard, 1974. That has... Uh, Burn, uh, uh, Burton. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah. Uh, all the Right Moves. Uh, I don't know that I one. I don't know that, that one. That one is a Tom Cruise, I think. Is it? Did he do a football movie? Huh. I don't know. Everybody's All-American? I don't know that one either. Invincible. I seem to have a vague memory of Invincible. You haven't seen that one, and you haven't seen Concussion with Will Smith. <laughs> Which uh, okay, what about some of the ones that are texted in? Uh, the only one that's been texted in that I haven't seen is American Underdog. It was texted in by Sasha. So you've seen the replacements, obviously. Oh, you've seen many times. Blindside. Blindside. I'm not I'm I'm not a sports guy, but I love sports yeah. movies. But you've seen Blindside, oh, Sandra Bullock, yes. um, Friday Night Lights. It's a good I one. believe you guys made me watch that for Midget one year. We, we got you to watch Rudy one year. Rudy's yeah, you've watched Rudy. Uh, Radio. Yes. Little Giants. That's the Cuba Gooding Jr. one, right? Yeah. Radio. I, I haven't seen that one. Huh. Okay. Um, Little Giants. You've seen that. We've talked about that. Um. Invincible, yeah, you just said you haven't seen. How about the new Kevin James one that's on Netflix called Home Team? No, I haven't seen that, that one. That one looks horrible. <laughs> so if it looks horrible, you might as well get me to watch it. It's it with, might as well follow the... Uh, it's with Kevin James, Taylor Lautner, and Sean Payton. That sounds awful. Yeah, the head coach of the Saints. Um, concussion is um is definitely at the top of my list. I don't get to pick here. You mentioned another one that came in that you hadn't We are Marshall. We are Marshall. You haven't seen that We Are Marshall with Denzel Washington? Times. No, that's not. No, that's, that's uh, uh, the Titans. Uh, we are Marshall is uh, your your boyfriend. All right, all right, yeah, all right. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh! It's a great movie. That is a good movie. It's mo- about uh, the there's a plane crash. It's a true story. Isn't so a that plane the Denzel crash. Washington one? No, that's Remember the Titans. Is, oh, you have to watch We Are Marshall. So We okay, Are Marshall I'm getting, is... I'm getting those two mixed what up. What happens is like a plane crash that kills the whole football team. And yeah. then he's like the coach trying to rebuild the team, I think. Something like that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, yeah, you that's have, you'll like, a couple of times. You'll like that one. That's a great football movie. I'd rewatch that one mm-hmm. as well. 
Okay, no, we, yeah. I like the idea of concussion just because we well, were... Jimmy. It's Jimmy. He's a walking concussion. That was one of his nicknames that came up but yesterday. We, we Are Marshall has been texting in a bunch. Yeah. No, okay, done. Yeah, we got to go with that one. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Morning, Cruise. What's your name? Hi there. It's Ron Pauly. Ron, we got to ask you a couple of questions before we give you the, the, the running section tickets for the Elks game, okay? No problem. It's, it's locker room trivia, Ron. Here's your first question. Is Jimmy in his 40s or 20s? 40s. <laughs> All right. 20s would have been acceptable you know it, because yeah. he thinks he's in his 20s. I know he does. How <laughs> how how old is Lachlan? Is this a trick question? No. How old am I? Fifty. We'll give it Close to you. Close enough. Close 52. enough. I'm fifty. I'm Thank 52. you, Ryan. And is Grant a millennial? Yes or no? Yes. There you, you go. Passed our test. There you go. You got yourself some running section tickets, brother. Congrats. Right on. 95.7 Cruise FM. Did you check that tweet from Victor out yeah. yesterday? And some new menu items at uh, Commonwealth. This is kind of exciting, actually. I, um, I am not upset about any of this. So, new game day concessions, menu items, meat pies. Okay. Um, so, there's beef and ale, chicken, cranberry, and breeze, spinach, and feta. Those are local as well. Which I like. Oh, well, they're awesome. from, from a place in Edmonton called South Island Pie Company. Okay, um, so those sound awesome. Yeah, uh, there's a teriyaki chicken bowl, a ginger beef bowl, uh, jumbo barbecue turkey legs. I am all over this. And barbecue beef on a bun. I am all over all this. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go th- go through at least one of those items every week for the next for the next couple of weeks. The thing about the game day experience. Right? Is yeah. this is an American thing. They they entice you with food. Yeah. Like well, ballparks and football stadiums. Specifically they, baseball too. Well, baseball does yeah. this really well down in the States and they also do like weird combinations like they'll do like uh like mega weird things and put that on the menu for for uh even if you're not gonna buy it, yeah. they, they people are talking about it, right? I'm not a you know fancy like that kind of thing at a, a football game. I'm a hot dog, simple hot dog. <laughs> That's fine, but I love this. I, I like th- to try out the things. Um, yeah, one thing somebody said. I so I was looking at tweets back to Victor, and somebody said they need donairs in the stadium. Oh, great idea. <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't really like donairs, but uh, I think that's, yeah, that's how, smart. how is that missing from the game day menu? Yeah. A donair at a football game? Well, because I think what we do in Canada is we're, we're, we're sort of convenience first. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that that's been the case for, for our sporting. All they're trying to do is just like... Okay, we want nachos. You put cheese sauce on it. Boom. Yeah. Right. Here's Something a burger. Simple. Here's a hot dog. Here's a hot dog. Here's Go some get popcorn. There's ketchup and onions in the back. Yeah. Right. So this is this is kind of a unique approach to um, getting people to come down and 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 try something different. Make it a Could whole you experience. imagine me eating a, a donair in the football game? No, we'd have to put yellow tape around you. <laughs> to ten feet. <laughs> like you'd like, have to have some special, kind of a warning. You'd have to have special cleaning staff. Just for my area, yeah. send you out to the to the bus. <laughs> You're, can you eat this out by the transit? 
Thanks. Bucker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Huge day today as the celebrations begin for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee celebration. Uh, She's been on the throne for 70 years now. 70 years at the same job. That is a remarkable accomplishment for anyone, especially in this day and age when uh, people change jobs and careers so often. (laughs) You would have thought at some point she'd want to try something new, maybe go backpacking across Europe, find herself. But I guess that's what happens when your kids never move out. You just got to keep working. Time to start paying rent to mother, Charles. She's getting old. You know, uh, Queen Elizabeth, she did an interview and they asked her, in your 70 years on the throne, what is your greatest accomplishment? And, And do you know what she said? She said the greatest accomplishment and the greatest honor she has ever had was uh, having the highway between Edmonton and Calgary named after her. By the way... That's not true. Did you know that in the UK, they are getting a four-day weekend to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee celebrations? A four-day weekend. Is she not also our queen? Where's our four-day weekend? Yeah. I want to celebrate her too. Happy 70th anniversary, Queen Elizabeth. Your card is in the mail. The Grant Report is brought to you by the Oilers Playoff Run. What a great way to condition your liver for summer. Let's go, oily boys. Sucker Room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I don't think we need to do a, like a background thing on this, do we? No, I don't think so. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, their trial's been going on. Yeah. He sued her for uh, defamation. She countersued for defamation. I wrapped up yesterday. And this this unfortunately isn't going away. I think that we'll hear less about it moving forward because they're going to keep suing each other. Like it's it's not going to go away. Like these two idiots are, <laughs> uh, they're embroiled in something that's gonna that's gonna last years. Um, I guess the jury awarded him ten million or two million in damages. So, so Johnny Depp side won. So Johnny Depp won his defamation case against Amber Heard. They awarded him ten million dollars in um, damages and then five million in punitive damages, and then they gave her two million dollars because um, her two million was that Johnny Depp's lawyer said she was lying about some stuff, and I don't know. So yeah. So essentially, Johnny Depp's getting $13 million, but it's not really about the money because he probably will never get the money. No. Um, but it's about clearing his name, I guess. Trying to get his career back, his life back. Here's what I hope, and this is this is coming from me. I hope this destroys both of their careers. <laughs> like, both of them. Um, and I, I'd like to say this out loud. Uh, this is not a watershed case this isn't going to change things one way or the other it's going to have zero impact on the world yes it's going to have zero impact on the world because they're idiots (laughs) we just witnessed witnessed a complete gong show i think i saw somebody call it uh courtroom porn yeah it was was essentially like you were trying to you were like why would anyone watch this and i was trying to like explain it because it's like 
eavesdropping in it, and that was a yeah. great term, courtroom porn. It really was. Yeah, it's like a watching a Law and Order episode, but real life. <laughs> yeah, and the sad thing about this is that, um, I, again, I think people are. What, what's bothering me about it is that people are trying to make this something more than it is on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is uh, Johnny Depp, and and he's getting back at 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 all the men who've been scorned by women, and and yeah. then this is g- going to do damage to uh, women on the other side. I don't think any of that because I think it was so disgustingly embarrassing for both of them <laughs> that I think most people that view this case or looked at this or watched it or followed it on any level would have gone, oh my god, they're just they're both morons, mm-hmm. both of them. Right. And uh, I hope that's how this thing gets viewed moving on. Using this as some sort of an example or or a benchmark for where we're at, you know, culturally, I think, please don't do that. This was awful. These two (laughs) were in a toxic relationship and we got to witness it. Like we watched uh, it all unfold. We watched it all unfold. Yeah. It was I was so embarrassed. You I don't th- think Johnny Depp gets his career back? No. There's a lot of love for him right now. I hope he doesn't. Like it was disgusting. There's a lot of the whole thing was disgusting. A lot of Johnny Depp love. I don't know. It was obvious that she was lying, and and it's it, uh, and I think that's why it went his way, mm-hmm. right? But it's. Awful. Just, I think that's where this is. I think that's why Johnny Depp's getting a bit of a bump from it. Yeah. On a positive side of thing. But I don't think people start hiring him to be in movies again. Hmm. Do you? I kind of do, yeah. Because I think his first big budget movie back would be huge. I don't know. I kind of disagree with you on that. No, I kind of agree with Grant because of no, all the people I, I in... I think you're uh, underestimating the amount of love that Johnny Depp is getting right now. Yeah. Are you, you sure? Yeah, oh, it's dude. constant. Like, it's... Yeah. I can't see the Disney... Th- I, I can't see him going back to Pirates. No, well, he said he would never do another one of those, but... Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just... Like, he wrote an Instagram post he yesterday. Can't, he can't be proud of what happened with this though he wrote an instagram post and i saw it shared everywhere like people sharing it and being like good job johnny Ugh. yeah i thought the whole thing was awful that's my opinion anyway you're in the locker room with lachlan cross grant johnson and james white 95.7 cruise fm it's been quite a week here on the locker room yeah. i found out about a thing called pickle in a bag earlier in the week when grant just casually brought it up that his fiance mac had walked into a store and walked out with a pickle in the bag and i'm like what the hell is a pickle in the bag i've never heard of this yeah so on it's t- been around for a while too on tuesday i went to 7-eleven to see if i could get my hands on a pickle in a bag and uh, I was unsuccessful. The 7-Eleven in St. Albert that's not too far away from my home, the one that's still open, they shut one down, mm-hmm. um, said that they'd never had one. But the woman at the 7-Eleven said, you should go to the Esso on the Hill. I live up in St. Albert. Yeah. So yesterday, I went to the, the Esso on the Hill. Now, they had pickles in a bag, but they had the sliced version yeah, of Yeah, I think them. that's a new thing. And I was like, that doesn't seem like the right thing to do. No. I, I wanted, like, pickle in a bag. It's a big pickle and a bag of pickle juice. Yes. Yeah, a pouch. 
and I had no idea this thing existed. This is brand new to me, okay? And then um, Grant sent me a text in the afternoon because he was out doing a little bit of grocery shopping for the fam. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've got good news. I found this at Sobeys. I'm bringing one in for you tomorrow. Now, they only had one flavor. Um, This is just like the... Hardy dill flavor. Dill pickle. They typically have like the hot mama, like a spicy one. They got like five or six different flavors. They only had this one today. Um, I love it. No refrigeration needed. <laughs> and it's a little bit smaller than they typically are, I think. Okay. All right. Typically, they fill that whole bag up. But here we go. Lachlan Cross is on Facebook Live right now about to eat his first pickle in a bag. <laughs> Do you drink the juice? Yeah, it's good electrolytes. Jimmy could go. probably make a soup or something with that. I'm going to try not to spill. There we go. Your first pickle in a bag experience. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a crunch to it? I've never had one either. That kind of grossed me out. It was a little soggy. Is it soggy? Yeah. I wouldn't like it. I need my I need my pickles crunchy. Yeah. It's very vinegary-ish. Fridge pickles are usually crunchy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Van Holten's dill pickle in a bag. The hearty dill flavor. I want to say... I think I would like the hot mama. I think I want yeah, spice Yeah, we need to it. find the hot mama. I want to say uh, I did get a Are package. Are you telling me that the saga continues? Well, I, yeah, we need to keep searching. I did get a package of the sliced ones as mm. well, and I had a sandwich, and I put them on my sandwich, and they were they were really crunchy and good. Van Holten's? Yeah. So I think also it's the same thing. Also has a sliced thing? Yeah. All right. They were really crunchy and good, but this is... I like the sl- sliced ones. I've got those before. It's not bad. Not I, bad. I'm coming around. Would you get that on a road trip? Um, so you're driving home to uh, Yak Yak, And you get your beef jerky and your chips And then a pickle I might know huh? Look at that If it was a different flavor Yeah, one of the like flavored something ones something unique, right? A bag of spits, bag of beef jerky Pack of darts Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And a pickle And a, a pickle. Bill pickle in a bag <laughs> Slurpee <laughs> Presents Star Wars News. Now, your host for Star Wars News, James P. White. So, with the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's uh, the episode Jedi. three, episode yeah. three That's came why out Jimmy was yesterday. Also, yesterday <sighs> to celebrate. Uh, I didn't know that. That has nothing well, to do with it. He's also. It's, he's part Mexican too, Jimmy. Jimmy is, so there's yeah. that that connection with the Mexican Jedi. Okay, and so yeah. so there is a slight spoiler alert for anybody listening that hasn't seen it. Darth Vader made an appearance uh, on the episode, and he was voiced by James Earl Jones again. Okay, and the reason why I, I wasn't that was big news. Okay, but here's here's why it's not surprising. For anyone who's watched all the projects for Star Wars, he voiced Darth Vader in everything. The animated series, uh, even even where there was some voicing in the uh, the new trilogy, 
uh, his, his voice appeared on there too. So it's not very, it's big See, news, but it's not surprising. It's big news to like the regular Star Wars fans, yeah. but to, like to you who watches like the animated bad, on big batch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bad Batch, Darth Vader hasn't made an appearance in that yet. Grant, the way all the headlines get it together, Grant. But in Rebels, uh, he, he did the voice for Vader there. Because see, all the headlines are like James Earl Jones returns. Yeah, like yeah, comes back. I thought it was big news. Jimmy was like, he's "It's like, not really he's big in news." Nineties now too. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, like I get how you you muggles get uh, you know are so excited about it. But it's just it's well he's Darth expected. Vader, but, but it's that voice. But it's it's expected. Okay. Do you think like Hayden Christensen? When I was I watched the new Obi Wan, and I was like, so Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader, but he's just in the suit. Like, but the oh, same really? thing is all the way through all the way through the uh, the original yeah. uh, movie, David Prowse was Darth Vader. I was just like, did they need Hayden Christensen to come back? They could have just got anyone in the suit. That kind of killed his career, didn't no, it? Yeah. That but the was, acting, I think, for a while. But I think that was his first movie, if I'm not mistaken, was the Star Wars for Hayden Christensen. And there um, was such a backlash on it. But the thing is, is him coming back, like the, the part in uh, episode two where they show uh, him in the back to tank, that's actual Hayden Christensen with the makeup and all oh, that kind of oh, stuff on it. So oh really, okay. So that's actually him in it because you uh, the messed up, the, the messed up version, like all the burns and all oh, that. Really? Yeah, that okay. is Hayden Christensen. Huh. So that's why him being part of it is a big deal as well because you are going to see him in makeup probably. I'm hearing that points. like people are loving this Obi-Wan, the Mexican Jedi I, on Disney. The first two episodes, I was kind of like, okay, I'll, I like it. I'll watch it. But I was kind of like, yeah, Princess Leia's annoying. Um, <laughs> the kid. And I was like, why isn't he using his lightsaber? And then I watched it. Episode three was by far my, my favorite. Okay. All right. And Jimmy's going to give a breakdown with his podcast of this latest episode, yes. right? And it and drops I today? Actually, I, uh, it will drop today. Okay. I actually will acknowledge, I, I will deal with something that you talked about yesterday about him being, uh, about Obi-Wan being a bit of a wuss. Okay. Um, I actually deal with that in my podcast. I thought he was a wimp in the first couple of episodes. Kind of was, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But I'll explain why. So wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your fine podcasts, Jimmy's Jedi Jimmy podcast will show up. And uh, if you want to watch it, too, it's it's up on the Locker Room YouTube page. Go subscribe, everybody. You're in the Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Have you ever heard of somebody's hair going gray and then it returning to normal <laughs> not without the help of just for men <laughs> no no i mean like it went gray and then it it came back a bit no not really i do no. i i had a friend friend of the family had like a like a like a episode in his life and he went oh so it was like a traumatic thing like a heart attack or whatever I can't remember what happened. I just remember somebody back in... I'm I, I, I trying to remember the, the details of it. Because this... When I read this, I was like, I knew somebody that this happened to. Hmm. So you can bring your hair color back. So it goes gray, and you don't want to dye it, and you don't want to be gray. You can actually reverse it? Yes. Hmm. So they're saying that 
if you can de-stress or relax yourself, you can bring the the color back. Hmm. I know quite a few people that have been through traumatic situations in their life. Yeah. And they go full gray, like yeah. full white. I know somebody who's white. Yeah. Like like platinum um gray. Yeah. And and it was because of a traumatic event in his life. Hmm. Yeah. I know that I know like I said heart attack. Down. I know that when you're going great can be a sign of of some issues where you like leading up to a heart attack. Like really? A coronary. Yeah. You're a little gray, Jimmy. Uh, when I'm not died, like my sides are really gray. Yeah, I think your beard that, has a lot of gray in it when you grow it out too. Hey? Yeah, not as much as Locke, but yeah, Mine's really you got gray. quite a gray goatee now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I but, don't have enough hair to tell if, if my <laughs> hair would be gray because <laughs> I just wouldn't look good. Because I know, I know when I grow my hair out and I don't dye it. My family point out every gray hair. And so they, you have um, you have a very similar head of hair to your old man, right? Did, uh, my my dad, he he he, kept he was his hair, his, right? Yeah, he was. I want to say he was in his late thirties, early forties when he went gray. If not even younger. Yeah. Okay. I've got, but, uh, but he also had four kids, and we were just uh, horrible people. I've got uh, a lot a of work. few grays on the top here. When my after I shower, when I brush my hair, they really stand out because the hair is all kind of flat and stuff. But that's within the last couple of years. I haven't brushed my hair in twenty plus <laughs> years. <laughs> you got to grow it out. <laughs> when we first met. You had a little bit more, like you, you had went, more of an I island. Started yeah. to go bald yeah. when I had my yeah. first kid, but uh, your island was a little thicker. Yeah, it's it, it's creeping back. Yeah, I don't think you can reverse the baldness, but apparently you can. Re- and I wouldn't be surprised. Apparently you can switch it back by de-stressing. I wouldn't be surprised if down the road we start to see these de-stressor chambers or something. Somebody will try to. Like get in in yeah. this and and are you gray? Would you like to change that? Don't we can use we can help hand. you. Yeah, because they have those things. Have you ever tried them? I've heard about it. For when you're stressed, those where they immerse you in like those those like a float a, tank. A float tank that's supposed to relieve stress. Yeah, and stuff I, I like want to try a float tank. I've never done it. I did it once. Yeah. My family got it for me for uh, like a gift, a gag gift, like Father's Day. Okay. And yeah. I went, and it's you. It's a salt tank or did whatever. Did it work? Uh, no, it stressed the hell out of me. <laughs> I, someone I t- hated it. told me to try again. one of those, but I think my fear of drowning would probably... It was too quiet. My head goes like I. Mm-hmm. My head's constantly going. It, it's not. It, if you can disconnect, if you can actually relax. So, so I've heard people who say like they can't disconnect and stuff. Where they've gone in these like sensory deprivation tanks and it's worked for them. But other no. people say it doesn't. So it I was the try longest it. sixty minutes of my life. <laughs> but when you meditate to the aliens, are you able to dis? Uh, disconnect there we've had this conversation as much as you two want to believe <laughs> that i go on retreats CE5 you were talking retreats. about going to the ce5 i never did that yeah you guys made this up i didn't do that you did that one retreat where you weren't allowed to talk for the weekend okay that was <laughs> not that was something different <laughs> such
Game day, baby. Game day. Game number two. Thanks for joining us. Big one. Yeah, this is. Oh yeah. My first question is, um, do you believe in the (laughs) hockey gods? Uh, yeah, sometimes hockey gods giveth, hockey gods taketh away, you know, and we saw that, I think, a perfect example is Game 5 against the Flames, that yeah. Coleman goal that was called back. I thought it was a good goal, yeah. but they called it back, take advantage. Game 1 against the Avalanche, one of the most egregious offsides I've seen in a long time, gets called as a good goal yeah. because of some kind of mental gymnastics that Kale McCarr was dumping the puck in. It was absurd, but you know what? That's hockey gods having hockey karma, I suppose. Yeah. So the thing for the others to do is really bounce back and just let it go. I think that evens it up, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Like with the hockey gods yeah. and the karma. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where I'm, I'm going to go with this. Because and I'd rather have that happen in game one over game seven or... Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, if you think about it, if you really do the math on that, on that offside call, it could have changed... Without that offside, it could have changed the entire trajectory of that that game. It was two-two. Mm-hmm. If that was called offside, it goes two-two to the end of the first. Yeah. There's no penalty. They don't come back well, and go up them, four-two. Cost them two goals. So, and then really. let's let's just suggest that it is. They everyone gets the goals in the second and third period outside of those two for the Abs. Then it's six-six. It goes into overtime. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but I, I mean, think we'll- that's one of those things where it's a woulda, shoulda, coulda, maybe. But I yeah. also think that the way I'm looking at game one is that the Oilers just weren't good enough. Yeah. Full stop. I think they gave the Avalanche way too much room in the neutral zone. I thought they gave them way too many clean looks on both Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. I thought they were just a little bit sloppy and loose. And unfortunately, the way they came roaring back, that goal that, in my opinion, should have been offside, but doesn't really matter what I think, uh, ended up being the difference. But the good news is there are good takeaways from that game in the sense that they put up six goals on the Colorado Avalanche. They came roaring back from being down by four. This team can score against anyone, and it yeah. doesn't matter who it is. So if they can tighten up some of the defensive aspects of their game, not fly the zone early, stop passing to no one in particular, clog up the neutral zone a little bit so Nathan McKinnon doesn't have all kinds of wheels running through there like he did on his goal, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, that was a fun game. It was exciting. Yeah. Ultimately, we ended up on the wrong side of it. The bad call we're going to talk about probably for a long for time. A long at long same point, I'm not going to whine about it like I'm a Flames fan and pretend like that was the, <laughs> only, that was the reason that the Oilers lost. They made mistakes that ended up in the back of the net. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it all summer like so many Calgary fans. Are like, How <laughs> pathetic was it that Flames fans were crawling out from under the rock of obscurity just to be like, oh, I see you told I was, I was even getting thing. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If the, if the Battle of Alberta had somehow in a, a different universe been reversed and the Flames not terrible and you actually made it through to this round, I wouldn't be watching any of their games. The funny part about that to me was that the others are just rent-free and the Flames fans heads no matter what happens they're watching our games just as intently as we are so i think that's the funniest part about it but from an Oilers perspective they got to tighten up a bunch of stuff and if they do they're going to be fine because they can score against anybody i agree have they said whether or not darcy kemper is playing for colorado mm-hmm. 
That's an interesting question. As I was looking around this morning, there still hasn't been any clarification. He left game one with an upper body injury after a delayed entry into the second period. I thought he, I had, the, I thought he had the squirts. That's um, what I thought, too. I, was, I would have bet money on it. But, but they're saying he couldn't see because he took a stick to the face against St. Louis. In the St. Louis And they were saying that he was having vision problems or something. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything, but that could be a different, uh, you know, Pavel Francis is a really good goaltender for the Avalanche as the backup. So that could be a slight advantage for the Oilers. But then on our side, again, you need somebody to stop the puck as well. So that was just a sloppy game one. There's positive takeaways. There's some annoyances with the not the good goal call that should have been offside. But that's the way it goes. Like Locke said, sometimes the hockey gods giveth and sometimes they take it away. Yeah, um, Smith will probably be back in. And he's a good bounce back goalie that's mm-hmm. being said out loud by all the, the the sports donkeys oh yeah like i mean if there's one thing that mike smith has done very well so far in the playoffs and the season as a whole is bounce back after a game like that i would be shocked if they don't go back to him i think they will i think it's the right move you ride the horse that got you here and you know what like grant said i'm happy that happened in game one and not yeah. game four five six seven because you just get it out of the way seems like game ones are the boys kryptonite in the playoffs so far let's see what we get tonight in game two would you agree with uh, Gretzky's observations that in order to win the Stanley Cup, they're going to have to play better defense? Deep in his soul, he believes it. That is interesting. You know, like, who is this man? First of all, he, he says the Flames are going to win the Battle of Alberta. And then second of all, he's like, you got to play defense. Like, who are you? What happened to you on TV? He's on what the are they sauce. Doing Blink twice if you're, if you're being held hostage. We'll come and save you. Uh, so there's a conversation right now that uh, they might split up Leon and and McDavid. My guess is they put Kane back up with McDavid, and then Nuge and and Drysaddle will play together. Is is that what you're seeing? It'll be interesting. I mean, like Leon looks healthier and healthier as the playoffs yeah. have gone along, despite the you know the reports that he's battling a high ankle sprain. But I I, I think that. I wouldn't be surprised to see them start together again tonight to see how things go. And then if it kind of unravels early, maybe that they split them up. Uh, but I don't know, because that's how the Oilers got into the playoffs in the first place is having McDavid and Drysaddle apart with Nuge centering the third line. So I could absolutely see them going back to that. They've had success with it. But to this point, we haven't had any line combinations or updates from the Oilers yet. So I guess we'll see what happens closer to puck drop. Um, we should talk about where Oilers Nation are going to be tonight to watch game two. We're going to be at uh, Beer Cade on White Ave. So oh. if you're looking for a spot to watch the game, maybe play some vids during the intermission, it's a good time down at Beer Cade. So we'll be out there on White Ave tonight before puck drop. Plenty of prizes to give away, plenty of stuff to give away. So make your way down there. Plenty of space for you. Love to see you. Um, you know what? It's it's going to be 22 degrees today when the game starts and and beautiful weather and I, I just you know what we lost game one it was a weird one again another weird one but we're still playing freaking hockey in Edmonton oh yeah well and that's the thing too is the others are playing with house money right now so I yeah. think that they're going to come into this game a little bit loose you know they're not going to feel the pressure of what happened in game one they've done this twice before in the last two series I think we're going to see a better team tonight but I also think that we're going to see a better Colorado Avalanche team tonight because yeah. I can't imagine they're happy giving up six goals either so it's going to be a fun hockey game plenty of skill plenty of speed so we'll see what happens because as we saw in game one I don't think anybody would have expected a 14 goal game in, in game one but that's what we got so we'll see what we get tonight in game two our man bag milk Oilers Nation thank you for your time again 
The city of Edmonton is committed to ensuring that our lack of effort with the new innovative and hands-off mosquito abatement program is a complete success. We're now expanding the program to include a mosquito sighting tip line. Now that we're bored with the pandemic and you're no longer calling bylaw to report your neighbor's grandmother's birthday party, we encourage Edmontonians to now use the city's 311 switchboard to report the location of any and all mosquitoes you see within the city limits. You may also call to report any standing water on your neighbor's property, including pools that aren't in active use that may become a breeding ground for mosquitoes. Remember, the success of this program is entirely your responsibility, Edmonton. You're all in this together. Our 311 operators are standing by to take your call. This has been a message from the City of Edmonton. Not a real message. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. On time and under budget. Sounds like it too. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.